welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, it's the last episode of the year. Yeah. 2021 has come and gone, right? Absolutely. We had a great year, a lot of distilleries, an awful lot of bourbons, rise, and American whiskeys. Yeah, I was trying to think we had some Scotch or Irish this year, and I don't know if we did any Scotch or Irish this year, but we dang sure covered some American whiskeys across the board. Yeah, I, I, I didn't do a bottle count for this year, but just going by the numbers, we did about 104 episodes, and out of 104 episodes, uh, we're going to average anywhere between one and three bottles an episode sometimes a lot more <laughs> sometimes more but let's say let's just let's just round it let's just say it's two to three bottles an episode yeah you know we're talking about um 200 to 300 bottles of whiskey got talked about on air this year on air on air <laughs> that doesn't count the ones we didn't talk about yeah yeah because we drink a lot of whiskeys that don't make it on air too yeah if we see something you know we'll taste it and we just it just doesn't make it to air or we don't feel like it's ready yet. We just don't want to bash on anybody. So it just doesn't make it. Yeah. Um, but we did have two spectacular whiskeys this year. We had a, a craft distillery that is our favorite, that that's our thing is we name a craft distillery every year. And then we have our bourbon of the year. Cause we are a bourbon podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, so we did name a, a bourbon of the year and we got a craft distillery of the year last year. It was, um, Woodenville whiskey out in Washington state was our craft distillery of the year. And how we determined that was how well they treating everybody in the whiskey community, how to they reach out to people, how do they treat us? You know, how, what's our experience with them? That's, that's how we went with it. Right. They give you that, they give you that good feeling. What's yeah. that distillery gives you that good feeling. You know, you like working with them. You could tell that the, their customers love them. They've got a, a great following. Uh, their reps are uh, personable and nice. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's a whole lot of not nice people out there. There certainly isn't. But some people just sort of stand out a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, this again, both the awards we give out this year are kind of your and my take on things. So people may disagree with us, but it's however we have been able to uh, come to an agreement. Yeah, it's our bourbon our way, right? Uh, and our bourbon last year was Maker's Mark's Cast Strength. A lot of people, they gave us a hard time about it, but that was ours. That's our uh, award to give out. It's me and your award to give out. It's the bourbon that we felt was, you can get it. Uh, it was really, 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 really good. And we went through some bottles of that this year. We um, did. Um, and I once I run out of another bottle, I just go pick another bottle up. It was the 46 cast strength was the one we picked, not Maker Smart cast strength. Um, but that's how we come about our two awards. Um, so, yeah, our last show of the year. I, I tried to start the day out good, Jim. Can you guess what I ate today? So, uh, I'm trying to think of what you might have ate today. I don't know. I started out with some pancakes. Oh, okay. Um, and. You can guess what I poured on it. A little bit of maple syrup, uh, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup on it, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a great way to start our last show of the year was to uh, eat some pancakes with some syrup made from our sponsor, Seldom Seen Farms up in Ohio. I actually saw that Kevin was out in the woods with his son today uh, tapping uh, trees so he could extract the syrup out of there on uh, the sap. To make it into that syrup and then he's going to take it and you know he's going to put it in the bourbon barrels and age it six to nine months listeners if you haven't tried it yet if you don't have a bottle yet you got to get a bottle it's better served in a glass though i think i think so i i really think i'm a big fan of old fashions and, and so are you mike and you know for ages i've made my old fashions using uh demerara sugar simple syrup and when i don't have that just regular bar syrup I rarely use the the sugar cubes, you know, where you break them up, a teaspoon of sugar. And they still make it. those? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's just too much work. But, man, I made an old-fashioned using maple syrup as my sugar instead, and it was unreal. It was so good. 
pretty simple. You take a bottle of this uh, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup from Seldom Seen. You put a half an ounce of that in your glass. You add in two ounces of bourbon, a couple of shakes of bitters, stir it up real good, garnish it with an orange peel, add your ice, and man, you've got a great old fashioned. You cannot mess it up. It is so good. Yeah, I, you're right. I do love some old fashions. I love some cocktails. Any cocktail that you need simple syrup in and you want that like smoky flavor, that bourbon flavor to it, uh, you want to give that extra little kick, that maple syrup from Seldom Seen Farms will hit the spot. Age six to nine months in a bourbon barrel. It tastes so good. It's good on pancakes, chicken and biscuits, chicken and waffles, whatever you need to use it for. You can get some. He's got all kinds of great items on there. He's actually got a cotton candy that he spins out of that maple oh, syrup. Wow. I mean, he's doing it right up there on his farm in Ohio. So check up, check him out. Jim, where can they find him at? You can find uh you can find seldom seen maple syrup and all their other products at seldomseenmaple.com. Well, back to our episode, Jim. Uh, we do got whiskey, everybody. We're not gonna tell everybody we got in our glass until the very end of this first half. Because uh, this is our craft distillery of the years, uh, one of their expressions. Um, but it is dark in the glass. It is. Uh, and uh, I'm enjoying it because, you know, last night you and I went out to dinner. You you and uh, Vivian took Bill and I out to dinner. And uh, I chose to have a mule, but I had a Holland mule, which is made with gin. So I didn't get any bourbon yesterday. Really? I, I guess I did know that you... You told me what you were ordering and stuff, and I ordered a, a Frontiersman cocktail, uh, and then they didn't have the bourbon. It was weird because we were in a bourbon restaurant, bourbon bar. With like like every possible bottle on the shelf, yeah, right? except, except for, for the, the one, one that was on the menu that I ordered. Which was Uncle Nearest, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, maybe people are drinking today. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, but I did get this giant ribeye, bone-in ribeye last night. It was spectacular yeah they, they brought it to you without the bone and that was their mistake <laughs> because you ordered it with the bone you like that flavor of the bone in the meat. yeah yeah so and they they brought you out a fresh steak and and it was on the house yeah they did it on the house uh if you wonder where we're talking about it's malone's steakhouse in the paddocks in louisville um you can't meet miss it go in there um tell the manager of the bourbon road sent you Great place to eat. If you're a veteran, if you're in the military, 25% off. They do it right. So Malone's is, uh, they've got locations in Lexington and in Louisville now. Yeah. They started in Lexington, right? Yep. I think so. And they also own Drake's. Is that correct? Yep. And Harry's. And Harry's. Okay. So 25% off there if you're a veteran. Great food. I don't think any one of us, each of us had something different. Everybody said their stuff was great. It was all good. Cocktails were great. Um, we had a great night and stuff. Um, yeah. So, Jim, talking about our craft distilleries of the year, we did get to go into a couple different distilleries this year. Yeah, I mean, we visited a lot of distilleries and, you know, some other distilleries we weren't able to visit because we are still in the middle of a pandemic. And, sure. And everybody has to deal with that in their own way. Uh, some distilleries are open and summer still kind of limiting access a little bit. So we just dealt with each distillery on a one by one basis. And uh, so we, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of great visits. I think Mike, one of the ones that you and I talked about earlier today was uh, Pennington down in Nashville, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Pennington distillery right there in the downtown area of Nashville, right on the outskirts, I guess um, they have Davidson's reserve. Uh, we went in there and they, treated us like two kings in there um just opened the doors to us took us around we both been in there before it just was a different experience for us um just so open arm to us and showing us every little technique they did showing us some other uh private stock of whiskey they have um treated our wives that's a big thing when we're on the road because if we're taking our wives with us how they get treated too um is important to us because sure we want them to be happy and uh, they were extremely happy by the time we got back to them because they'd been pouring whiskey into them <laughs> yeah <laughs> it actually worked out pretty good didn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah pennington was a great place uh some of the other places that opened their arms to us i got to go out on oregon to fishing and um i stopped into westward whiskey i brought my brother with me on that trip and uh they opened their doors me and him left there feeling really good 
we just did a review of their whiskey. I hadn't tasted anything bad from there. I wish they'd make their beer also, their pale ale, because it's so good that I got to taste. And most people don't get to do that. You know, most people, they don't turn on the tap for you in the back room for you. But me and you get that experience quite often. So Yeah, that's kind of a special experience to taste that beer that is uh, right before it gets boiled down, right? Yeah. I, I was thinking of some other distilleries that went into this year. Um, I got to go to Old Dominic again and have her on the show, uh, Alex Castle. She's a Kentucky girl from right here in Shelby County from Baghdad. She's got that lineage from working at Wild Turkey. Just amazing how they got treated. Their owner, founder, uh, he was in there working the receptionist desk. Just as nice as could be. Never said, hey, I'm the owner. You know, he never said any of that. Well, how, how often do we interview? Uh- owners or or uh ceos of whiskey companies and they talk about sweeping the floors right yeah you gotta start somewhere or you gotta like that a craft Mm -hmm. distillery everybody's gotta pitch in everybody's gotta do their part and sure enough uh he was there doing that and i i think that's super neat that you know guys are still humble enough to do that kind of thing well just in case you're not quite following on with what's going on here we're going to talk about the distilleries that that sort of stood out to us this year. The ones that uh, we feel like they went above and beyond. They, uh, they created that real warming welcome for us. Uh, They're making some great products. Uh, Their customers really respect them. They've got a great following. It's funny how a lot of them are from Tennessee, right? Yeah. You know what that is? (laughs) We've named two of them from Tennessee already that, that have opened their arms to us. And it's just kind of, Tennessee knows how to do that hospitality thing, kind of like Kentucky. These two states, uh, they're just friendly people at them. You know, they're just super friendly and stuff. Well, let's not forget Georgia, though. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the companies that we really have a lot of respect for uh, is Legends out of Georgia. They make some tremendous whiskey down there. They've been doing it for a while now, mm-hmm. and they've been doing it right. Yeah, they got a, their own process too. That was. I want to keep calling it quantum physics, but it's not quantum physics. Uh, quantum. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it or how it works to really speak on it, but. Their own filtering process is really right. what it is. That filters at, I guess it's Monday morning without the Monday morning is what they say, or the Sunday morning, <laughs> something like that. Cut Sunday. I, I keep thinking of that uh, Chris Christopherson song, Monday or Sunday morning coming down. Yeah. Um, but it's not that it's it's whiskey without that Sunday morning filled. Well, they're weeded whiskey. They're they're barrel proof weeded whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really got our attention. Yeah, we almost got in a fight about that one bottle right there. You know, it, was, <laughs> it was that good. Um, I was lucky enough to get another bottle. You kept a bottle at your house. It was that good of a whiskey where we both thought, "Wow, this is pretty special." And then other people jumped on suit you know fred minnick followed suit after us and said hey this is one of the best weeded whiskeys out there weeded bourbons so, right but then that said a lot you know, and i would be surprised to see this highly marked on a list from a lot of other youtube channels and podcasters yeah. and and bloggers and what's and so much because it's they make some great whiskey there yeah um, I was thinking some other distilleries that we got to go into i got to go into a little tiny distillery ironclad uh, in Virginia, and they just earned my respect of the way they did it. The uh, brother and a sister and the father um, treated me really well. Just opened their doors, little bitty place, and it kind of went back to our military history with those two, uh, with that brand, and I, I really loved it. It was super beautiful, some really good whiskey. Um, had a great story, uh, kind of nautical theme a little bit. You know, we're both nautical men, yeah. so. It's uh those distilleries like that are just just amazing that what they can do, but how they treat us. That's it. We keep coming back to how do we get treated at the end of the day? You know, how do we uh how do we feel about that distillery? You know, just, I mean, when you go to a restaurant, you remember the food, but you also remember your waitress yeah, or your that's, waiter. That's service, right? It's that service. And, and, you know, for us, it's the same thing. We, the whiskey makes an impression on us, but so do the, so do the staff. So, uh, you know, Mike, <clears throat> I'm going to go on and say that here in Kentucky, we had a number of distilleries that really um, continue to just get our attention all the time. 
you know, one of the great visits that we had was at Evan Williams in downtown Louisville. Yeah, I even forgot about that visit and stuff. Yeah, Bernie Lovers spent a little time with us, played a few tunes for us. We got to sit down in the old speakeasy there on on Main Street in Louisville, and uh, that was an experience to remember. Right, we had the Master Distiller there, we had the uh, we had Bernie Lovers there. We went through a, a number of expressions in that old downstairs uh, speakeasy. Yeah, super tight, kind of shotgun row filling, you know, yeah. whiskey row filling and stuff. Uh, another place downtown that we got to go this year again. Uh we get went back in there uh to talk to the owner of the founder Corky from uh, Peerless. Um you didn't get to go on that trip, but a great experience for me that trip was to get take a really good friend of mine with me and he kind of watched and got that experience. And uh usually it wouldn't mean you leave a distillery, right? Yeah. Uh we leave with lots of bottles in our hands. Uh it just we're not asking for whiskey. We don't say hey. we don't. We don't ever ask. Yeah, really. no. They just say here. Here's a bunch of whiskey, and they made sure Steve, my buddy, uh, and you've met him before. He left with four bottles himself, and I said, "Well, I'll pay for his." And they were like, "No, we got. We have his stuff. We we've got his his bottles." And I was really grateful for that. Steve is the biggest bourbon nut, and he he got to experience that. And I I thought the world of Peerless for that. You know. Um, Another place that did the same thing, another trip that you didn't get to go on because uh, you switched jobs this year, right? Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but you switched jobs or took on a working for somebody else, I guess. Um, so that kind of changed our schedule, our pass. But I got to go over to Four Roses and talk to Brent Elliott. And Steve is the biggest Four Roses nut ever. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he loves it. He lucked out twice this year. Yeah. Yeah. I said, it's not going to happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brent gave him a signed bottle of um, a single barrel and then also gave him a nice big sample of the Four Roses limited edition, which we both know is some pretty amazing whiskey. We might have to mention that one a little bit later in the show. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that experience, that that open armness, as we keep talking about, that love for us as podcasters, as modern media outlet. Um, was pretty dang nice. Um, and you kind of get choked up when you start thinking about how you get treated. I mean, heck, you got to go to Jim Beam this year uh, to their new um, restaurant, right? Yeah, I mean, I felt like royalty. I mean, they just treated us like like gold. I mean, it was an absolutely amazing experience. And, you know, they're opening a new restaurant there. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a few episodes back from this one. But uh, I highly recommend that if you're traveling down I-65 or up I-65 in Kentucky and you have an opportunity to pull off there in Claremont and go to the Jim Beam Distillery. They've been closed for a very long time during COVID, but they're open now. And they took advantage of that time during the shutdown to totally rebuild and rework their visitor experience. And it's, it's, it's something new to see. If you've been there in the past couple of years, you haven't seen what they have now and that and that restaurant they have there is just amazing. It's definitely worth a visit. Remember us going into uh, Nashville Barrel Company? Oh, yeah. To their house? That was and great. What a great night we have. And pretty much both of us left that place just stumbling. Um, I mean, those guys can pour some some whiskey. <laughs> well, not just whiskey. They're pouring us this 150-proof rum, too. I mean, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was a great night. Um, I just could go on and on to all these distilleries that we got to go into this year. and. Um, some some great times. A little place that's trying to start up. They're trying to. Uh, they're going to be making their own whiskey and stuff. Is good times uh, whiskey, good times bourbon and stuff. You everybody's seen their stuff out there. Kind of a media darling right now mm-hmm. on the scene. They're doing a lot of finished bourbons and stuff. They'd send us some bottles. Um, I, I don't know. I just could keep going on Four Gate whiskey. We haven't had them on the show. We haven't had their. Bur- bourbon or the whiskey on the show but we were invited to their christmas party this year and that was that was pretty nice it was Um, it was and we've got a number of standing invitations out for uh for companies to uh get us out into their towns to interview them and spend some time with them i know uh colorado wants to get us out there to to travel their trail and talk to their people so we're looking forward to that next year yeah, it seems like we just didn't have enough time this year. Is yeah. a lot of stuff went on this year. We did do a lot of travel, a lot of personal travel. Went to Mexico together. Uh, 
we did two bourbon festivals. We did the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and then we did Bourbon on the Banks, which was a really big festival for us. Um, met a, not a just so many fans there of the Bourbon Road. Um, one that stood stood out was the little jockey that like ran up to us, and uh, he was so excited about getting a shirt and getting to meet us and stuff. And I just, I just was like, that's the weirdest thing to me. But <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to meet us, but yeah, let's do it. Another another distillery that really kind of went above and beyond for us was Leaper's Fork out of Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, I'd say they've made the show several times this year. And I believe last year we actually drank their whiskey when we were announcing our distilleries of the year. We had old, uh, Rob Carter on that night with us. He was in the room when we recorded and um, We kind of started our year with them. But we spent a lot of time with them, too, um, recording with them. They opened their distillery to us uh, for an entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We so were we there. could record our stillhouse sessions. Yeah. <clears throat> and not only that, but we drank other people's whiskey in their distillery. Now, that's that says a lot, right? That says a lot. That That talks, that speaks to their character a little bit. Yeah. And it also speaks to their confidence in their own product. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't give two craps. Lee Kennedy met us, and he was excited to have us there that day. And uh, even though he wasn't going to be there the full time, he said, "Hey, the distillery is yours. You know, whatever you need. We're not no huge fuel film company. We're not a large production or anything. And they have that there all the time because uh, it is a beautiful distillery. But they let us set up in their steel house and." Um, just laid it out for us. And then they surprised us at the end of all that. They were like, Hey, let's, let's fill a barrel with a, your guys' podcast painted on the, the uh, lid um, of the head of the barrel. So we filled it up with weeded bourbon and hopefully Good five boy. years from now, boy, we have to start planning that day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's on the books and stuff. So I would say that our, just, craft distillery of the year would be leapers fork and we've talked about this and i completely agree with you because they they showed the greatest amount of uh support but also i'm going to bring i'm going to say it again character they had a great deal of character uh allowing us to bring other distilleries whiskeys in there and record in their rickhouse with their customers around right Oh, yeah. I mean, they had tours going on. And so, you know, that just that just goes to show you that they're a they're a distillery that supports the industry as a whole. Yeah, I just I I couldn't even believe it that they did that much for us. Not only that, they had a a barbecue for us while we were there over at uh, April Weller Cantrell's house with her family opened up their her house to us. Uh, Matt King, you know, what a great guy down there. He just had a baby. Matt, yeah. congratulations, Matt. You guys just had a baby girl, right? Yeah, Isla. Um, beautiful six-pound baby girl down there. Uh, I'm sure him and Kim are just bursting with joy. Um, poor Isla, though. She's going to be a Christmas baby. Yeah. I always feel bad for those babies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, it's uh, I think parents do what they can to make sure it's still a special thing for their birthday. At least I hope they do. Yeah. So, Leaper's Fork, Lee Kennedy, April. Um, Matt, your entire team down there, Kendra, I actually had her on a, a bourbon of women this year. Your entire staff down there, congratulations. You are our craft distillery of the year. Yeah, congratulations, guys. I'm I'm sure they'll we'll have something coming your way that you can put up on the wall and and you can celebrate with your visitors as they come through. And uh, again, thank you so much. And we look forward to the next time we can come down. And, uh, and hang out with you guys. Yeah. So if everybody's wondering what's in our glass, Jim's glass is empty. Yeah. This was a bottle kill of their rye whiskey. Um, I had just enough for two pours for me and you of it. Yeah. I would like more, but there's no more. <laughs> we was- both had several bottle kills of this this bottle. Yeah. Um, I'm. This is a bottle that I like to tell people, you want to really taste a craft whiskey something that's great in cocktails too. And they don't care whether you put it in a cocktail or not. Super delicious. Very, very good. Obviously if I have a bottle kill at my house, which is hard to do, um, it's a good whiskey. 
Definitely a good whiskey. Their uh, their bottled and bond Tennessee whiskey is fantastic. Their bourbon is very very good, and all of their whiskeys have sort of a signature note to them. I think uh, if you haven't had a Leapers Fort whiskey, I highly suggest that you give them a try. If you're in the Nashville area, and a lot of people go to Nashville, it's like a it's a draw, right? Yeah. If you're in Nashville area, take the time to drive out to Leapers Fork. They're uh, just outside of Franklin, uh, about what about 30, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something yeah. like that. Outside of the downtown Nashville, visit the distillery. Tell them we sent you. They'll treat you right. You'll have a good time there. Make sure you walk away with a bottle. Yeah. All right, folks. Will you stick around for the second half? When Mike and I come back, we'll start our countdown to the bourbon of the year, 2021. Well, Jim, you know what would grow great with this craft distillery whiskey? What's that? You making one of your old fashions. Yeah. With that bourbon aged maple syrup from Seldom Seen Farms. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, you got to do it. Get yourself some bourbon aged maple syrup. <clears throat> Get yourself some barrel aged maple syrup from Seldom Seen Farms. It just takes a half ounce of that in a glass. Two ounces of bourbon, a couple of shakes of bitters. You can garnish it with an old peel, uh, orange. <clears throat> you can garnish it with an orange peel if you want, but absolutely, it's not necessary. A little bit of ice in there, and man, it is an old fashioned. You will not forget. It is so good. One of the episodes we're going to do this year is going to be for this next year. We've talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. Is where can you get the best biscuits at? We might even have to. Where can you get the best chicken biscuit at? To pour that maple syrup on, man. I'm thinking I want some. I want some of that barrel aged maple syrup from Seldom Seen. I want three or four biscuits from the best places around, and then I want some Benton ham in there too. I want to throw that in there. Live it in there, yeah. yeah a little that, bit of Benton ham. I bet that's going to be good. Yeah. So get your maple syrup today. Check out his other products. You know, he's even got a regular one. If you don't want your kids to have the barrel aged one, uh, but that is six to nine months in that bourbon barrel. So it does take on those flavors, those characteristics of that bourbon into that syrup. Uh, you can't beat it, but he's got that regular maple syrup. Like I said, if you don't want your kids to have that, if you don't want your wife to have it, significant other, Check them out. Where can you find them at, Jim? You can find them at SeldomSeenMaple.com. And we keep talking about their their maple syrup. You can buy it by the bottle. You can buy it by the case. Uh, you can also buy it in part of gift sets. They have some gift sets with different items along with it. So if you want to gift somebody a bottle, it, it, it'll make a real nice gift. Yes, sir. All right, listeners, we're back. And you know what we're about to do, Jim? Yeah, man. We're about to name our 2021 Bourbon of the Year. Remember, everybody, it's our Bourbon of the Year. It's Jim and mine. It's our pick. It's what we loved. Not to say we didn't love some bourbons out there just as much. So, I think maybe I had some bourbons I liked more. Mm -hmm. And I think you had some bourbons you liked more. Yeah, it it was a close tie. Yeah, but this is the one that was the... Highest average on both our lists. Yeah, it was. It's hard to beat this one out too. It's yeah, it's really really hard. And we're talking about uh, just by the smallest amounts, right? Yeah. The thing about this this bottle is, is you can find it across the United States, which is a requirement for us. Yeah, we don't want one that's just, and that makes it hard for craft distilleries to be our bourbon of the year. And that's why we had came up with our award of craft distillery of the year. Um. So this allows kind of the big boys, you know, people that can be distributed across the United States to have a bourbon of the year and our craft stories to still be a craft distillery of the year for us. Yeah, And we'll continue to do that. And and as the craft distilleries are able to, um, you know, reach more and more states as they hit that 50 state mark or whatever, people can get them everywhere, everywhere. They'll kind of be a little bit more in the running for this for this award here. Yeah. So let's recap a little bit, Mike. Let's go back to 2019 for our first uh, Bourbon of the Year award, and that was the Old Forester 1910. Yeah, we had actually dressed up for it and took a photo of us uh, in kind of Prohibition-style outfits and stuff. Um, 
And we told Jackie, we had Jackie on show and we, we had told her, um, yeah, what a great whiskey that is. It is. And that's the first time that you and I had to sit down and, uh, sort of go through all the whiskeys we had on the show during the year and determine, uh, you know, which one was going to be our whiskey of the year. So, so, you know, let's talk a little bit about what it takes to be a bourbon road whiskey of the year. One, you have to be on the show. The whiskey has to appear on the show and be either in a review or during a guest shot or something, right? Yeah. Second thing is it needs to be relatively affordable at retail price and accessible throughout the U.S. You got to be able to find it on a lot of shelves. I mean, that's a lot of shelves. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be a special release or a seasonal release, but it has to be distributed in such a way that people have a pretty good chance of getting it if they want it. Yeah. Uh, and it has to be something that both you and I like. It has to be near the top of our list, but it won't necessarily be our favorite bourbon individually, but combined together, it's our favorite bourbon. Yeah, we really do put a lot of time and effort into that, too, of talking and having discussions about that. And I remember when you brought up this year's bourbon of the year, you actually, because I said, hey, you go ahead and tell me what you thought. And you went through some whiskeys and you said, but I think this is this one. Yeah. And I was like, God dang, that's exactly what I was making. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I went through mine and I said, but I think this one stood out a little bit further than everybody else and stuff. But I would say some honorable missions out there. We should bring those up first before we, and we are drinking our bourbon of the year right now, but we're not going to tell people what it is. I tell you this, it is candy delicious and it's got some spice, a little bit of pop rocks. Yeah. Hint, hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so some bourbons that we got to drink this year uh we got to drink wild turkeys or russell reserve 13 year old and that was a great whiskey and could have could have fought for that first place a lot of people out there was like this is going to be bourbon of the year they they were everybody was kind of on board with that i yeah. mean you were like mm, we still got a lot of time left in the year. exactly we had a lot of time left we thought something else might come out. We had a we had a feeling that there might be something else come out. And sure enough, something else did come out really good. Um, but, man, is Eddie and Jimmy still producing great stuff out there? 13 years ago, they laid down those barrels, released them this year. They obviously have some, some magic something going on over there on top of that hill up there. Yeah, and the, and the great thing about this is, um, you know, that this is something that's going to be released next year as well. So we'll see another 13-year release next year. At least we hope we do. That's the plan anyways. I would hope we'd, we could get a bottle of that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a super amazing bottle. Um, one that wasn't, you know, that 13-year was hard to get. Uh, but another bottle that was hard to get was Old Forrester releasing their uh, 117 series. Yeah. So that that was some pretty fantastic whiskey, Mike. I have to say, I still have, I still have about three ounces of that. You do, I do. I actually uh, had some in a bottle, and I took and gifted it to Ariel Yon and Kyle Yon. Uh, they were going to the Railbird Festival, mm-hmm. and I said, "Would you guys like some of this to take with you?" It was hot that day too. It, it might have been a hundred degrees, and yeah. Uh, Kyle was like, yeah, I want it. So Kyle took it, and I asked him, I said, what would you guys do with that? And he's like, it was gone before we even got over to the Railbird Festival. <laughs> um, so I, tr- truth to power there, share your whiskey uh, with great people like the Yons. Um, I'd like to say congratulations to those two, too. Uh, they, they've treated us super nice. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. some good friends of the show, great friends of the show, right? Yeah. So, uh, Ariel, Kyle, congratulations on your first house purchase this year um well deserved you put the work in for it uh it's nice to see young couples purchase their first house and that excitement they get in their oh, life yeah, definitely um so congratulations legends 115 was another bourbon that stood out for us you know 115 proof weeded you know just not quite <clears throat> in my opinion just not quite accessible enough across the u.s yeah that was a that's a hard one to do when you start talking about that kind of stuff because you know does it show up does it does it get that fanfare um well you know if i'm a listener of a show and people are talking about bourbons all the time bourbons i can't get my hands on 
eventually it gets kind of old. So you want to make sure that um, that at the same time that you're shining a light on some young distilleries as they're trying to really step out and, and get noticed, you've got to make sure that you, uh, you review whiskeys that are generally acceptable across the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just kind of bouncing act for us, right? Another bourbon that we got to taste, uh, I got to taste a couple times. You got to help me review it was Four Roses Limited Edition. Could have very easily rivaled the one we're drinking right now as the bourbon of the year. Um, probably would have been nose and nose, right? That would have been a very tough choice. The only problem with that, once again, is it's super limited. Yeah. That's a rare bottle to get. I actually got a bottle this year. I haven't cracked it open because we got to taste it. Um, I don't know if I'll ever open that bottle. I'll open it at some point. Um, maybe 15, 20 years down the road, we'll crack that sucker open and stuff. Open the damn bottle, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one saying, I open that thing up so we can drink it. Um, we just got so many great whiskeys to drink right now. Um, Rebel Yale, their distiller's collection to me that's some of the really good bourbon out there and stuff it's showing that people can do that uh, we got to taste a couple bottles of that this year um super beautiful uh, obviously elijah craig barrel proof yeah pretty damn good that's always in the running mike it's always in the running right it all depends on the particular release we take a look at yeah that, that one was super super complex uh Super beautiful. Um, one of the ones you brought up, you know, somebody that we haven't talked about is our good friend, Ashley Barnes. And she has been a guest on the show several times. Um, she's like that Saturday night live host that you, you get. <laughs> she, right? she hasn't, she hasn't hit that. Um, what is it? A four, four or five timer. What's yeah, the big deal yeah. on Saturday night live? Is it five times? Five times. I think. Yeah. But I would imagine at some point she'll get there. She'll get there. She's just a great friend to us. Treats us so well. She brought her son over and he got to play with Woodrow and he went down to the Creek and waited in Creek. Played, That's when played. she helped judge the blending challenge, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but her lucky seven, the brand she works with, Man, that's some great stuff. I mean, across the board, right? They're jokester. They're holdout. What's the Christmas one? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, man. Um, Hol- they got that holiday. New, holiday something or another. But now they got that new single barrel, the proprietor. Yeah. Hopefully and we can get our hands on some I hope of that. I can get my hands on a bottle of that. Because I've heard it's really, really good. <sighs> it's, it, it's pretty tasty. Another bourbon me and you both liked. Uh, it's out of Midwest Distillers in Ohio, but it has a different brand name on it. I'm talking about the Horse Soldier Barrel Proof. Fantastic. Now, that won our challenge, our bottle challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it beat out our bourbon of the year last year, which was <laughs> Maker's 46 Cast Strength. Yeah. Right? We didn't talk about that. Last year, 2020, the bourbon of the year was Maker's Mark 46 cast strength and then a few shows after we named that uh our bourbon of the year it got beat believe it or not <laughs> by or soldier cast strength yeah yeah i that was it was an amazing bottle of whiskey uh it just was that good to us we both loved it uh obviously the other two guys in the challenge loved it uh jordan and rob um some spectacular whiskey across the board um, and we actually took that to the uh bourbon on the banks and that bottle disappeared so quick uh, every bottle seemed to disappear every bottle disappeared. Yeah, was, there's uh, some thirsty people there i came back with nothing i was like uh i actually had uh and you know one of my favorite bottles is to drink from is iron root 115 the harbinger the harbinger yeah um and i i got a full bottle up there i think it's up there i have to look yeah, there's a bottle up there. It's it's open already. <laughs> I was thinking it was it wasn't open, but I've opened it and sipped on it. But uh, some spectacular spectacular bourbon. This year's birthday bourbon, um, really really good. It could have been bourbon of the year easily. The problem, super limited again. Yeah, yeah. So again. Just to reiterate, I mean, it's so important that our listeners understand that when we pick a bourbon of the year, one of the great scores it has to get is availability. 
So if it's not available uh, and all our listeners can't, and we're kind of hoping that when we announce this year's bourbon of the year, that people can still go out and find it on the shelf under 60 bucks. I saw it today, Jim. Yeah. So I would expect there's still bottles left. Um, So you still could get your hands on a bottle. I think you are you going to leave here? And I'm going to Kroger's. You're going to go to Kroger and pick up a bottle. Uh, it's it's readily available. Um, I I was looking at some other bourbons we get. I think I've named everything that we thought. Just me and you really just love this year. Um, I was going to say Woodenville's Barrel Strength. Um, anytime you can get a, your hands on one of those, good stuff. You know, a new a new honorable mention this year, Luca Mariano. Yeah. Uh, now that's being made at Wilderness Trail, right? Mm-hmm. But some fantastic whiskey, six-year-old whiskey, but just superb. I mean, you were just shocked at, at how good that was. We were we were totally kind of blown away at um, the complexity of that. We just both were like, "Wow!" And Broken Barrel. Yeah. I mean, some of the. I mean, that's craft. I mean, that's craft science at its at its best. Those guys out there and Seth, you know, they're just doing an amazing job with their barrel finishes and uh, just hats off to them. Yeah, he, he actually made a show a couple of times. We we actually drank his whiskey. And we, we got to uh, sit down with him and learn all about his uh, heritage and his background and stuff. It spectacular spectacular whiskeys he's producing um i would and he did a he did a kind of a marketing change what's that thing you told me hey don't change your your logo don't change your what people know don't you rebrand as. don't rebrand unless it's an absolute necessity yeah yeah and i, I would say his rebranding i don't know if it was a necessity but man he the, nice bottles yeah nice bottles he did um yeah across the board i mean you got to drink some Pretty damn nice whiskey this year, Jim. Yeah, I, I need to do a bottle tally to see where we are now. After um, so we're so in April, no, in March it will be three years for us. Wow, three years, and I think we're somewhere around eight hundred bottles or so. Yeah, I, I don't even, I couldn't even guess where we're at or how far we've gotten this year. <clears throat> so when uh, somebody says, "Do you remember this one?" I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I remember a general feeling about it, but I don't remember the flavor profiles a lot of times. That's hard to do unless one just stands out. You know, something super special, super, you know, easy to get for you. Um, those bottles that are hard to get, you know, sometimes they could be a total letdown. Yeah. Um, real easy. You'll you'll be like, I put all this effort into getting this thing, and now I'll drink it, and it's just bourbon. <laughs> this really is just bourbon. Uh, the, the angels won't be flying out of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now, the bottle this year, though. Yeah. It, it did have some things fly out of it. It did. So this year's bottle is, uh, there's definitely a little bit more than bourbon in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we tell everybody what it is, Jim? I think we should, because I think they're waiting for it. I think they want to hear it. Uh, I think they want to hear it as soon as possible, so they can go out and buy a bottle of it if they haven't already. If they listen to the episode where we had this bottle on, they probably already own it. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they went out there and got it. Um, I'm telling you, sipping on it right now, it just reminds me of how good it is, why we're naming it bourbon of the year for us. Um, Let's talk a little bit about tasting notes before we tell them what it is. Okay. Let's do so, it. texture. I mean, it's like velvet, Mike. It's like velvet on the tongue. It's so... um. It's not thick, but it's it's got that velvety texture, that viscousness. Only only thing I get in my mind when you say velvety, I just picture you licking a Elvis velvet picture <laughs> <laughs> out of out of a hotel room or something. It tastes a little bit like velvet Elvis, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I you're right. It is super oily, super viscous. Uh, velvet is is the exact word you should use for something like this. Creamy. Sometimes people say creamy. Yeah. Um, it's got that spice, though. It does. So, throughout the course of the year, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of tasting notes we use a lot. All right, um, sugar smackums for you. 
Yep. That's a big one for you. Pop Rocks is one. Um, Whorehound is another. Uh, but this one for me was uh, big time Pop Rocks. Because it does have that spicy sizzle to it when it hits the tongue. We used Pop Rocks so much that I went and tried to buy Pop Rocks. And it was like one of the hardest things to go find. Um, that's a hard candy to find these days. Does that mean we're getting old? Or? It was hard to find. You know, I found it at a, uh, went down to Shelby Market. And they got these little craft vendors in there. You know, you go upstairs from the bar. Yep. And, there's kind of, and one of them, one of the craft vendors there had a big bowl out with Pop Rocks in it. And they were free for the taking. I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen those in forever. So I took free, free, free Pop Rocks. So this is what me and you said about it. This was our review of it. Our nose, we had uh, floral, deep rose, fruits, spice and chocolate, almost a cocoa crisp cereal, some orange zest peeking through. On the palate, we said very thick, almost velvet, with some Pop Rocks, kicked it up, that leaves you with that sizzle. Hints of white baker's chocolate, oak, and dark cherries. Man, yeah. chocolate, cherries, pop rocks, oak. Man, and 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 it probably need two hands to list all the notes that you can pull out of this, right? You could just keep going and stuff. And one of our very few bourbons of the year that we said had a long finish. Yeah. We rarely, rarely say something has a long finish. It's usually medium to long or medium or little under medium, you know. It's not often we get a super short finish, but we do get a few. Mm-hmm. But longs are very rare. Uh, and it's not always because of proof, right? It shouldn't always be because of proof. But this had a big hug and it had a great finish. Yeah. So, so Jim, why don't you announce to everybody what this is? Okay. Well, it's, it, I tell you this much. It's two fairies in a bottle. <laughs> So what Jim's referring to is this is Maker's Mark 2021 limited release FAE TAC 2 What's FAE stand for, Jim? Fatty acid esters. So it's a little scientific, you know, but any any bourbon geek is going to know what a fatty acid ester is. So that's what's given us that velvety mouthfeel. That's what's given us that thick, uh, creamy texture that we're getting off of it. And this is an experiment that they were doing, right, with their wood finishing mm-hmm. series. So it is their wood finishing series. This comes in at 109.1 proof. Um, it was 10 virgin toasted French oak staves. You know, is that reason we loved it so much? It wasn't because it was a weeded. It wasn't because it's them toasted oak staves. It was just an overall experience with this bourbon. Um, it can... It, you could get it at like $65, I think, was the original price. I saw it today for $54 at Kroger's. Still some on the shelf. I rushed and told Jim. I said, hey, man, he's still got this stuff. He's so there'll be another it. bottle in my bar tonight. <laughs> but, yeah. And you've still got three quarters of a bottle? Yeah. It, you know, my maker's shelf, surprisingly, is kind of sets back and there's bourbon bottles in front of it. And it's not that I don't forget them because you can see that pretty red wax setting up there, right? Um, but a lot of people beat up on makers, but there's no reason to beat it up. If you, if all you're trying is a regulars makers, try one of their, uh, wood finishing series and you'll be totally shocked. It's some, something like this. That's higher proof that I truly believe that if somebody out there now, everybody's entitled to their own palate and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they're not telling the truth about what they taste and what they like. But I would say that if they're shouting from the mountaintops that Maker's Mark FAO2 is uh, no good, it's because it doesn't have enough dollar value on it because it's a good whiskey. It's probably, it's rivals any whiskey out there uh, as a good solid. It's got texture. It's got finish. It's got, it's got the fruitiness to it. Not a lot of nuttiness, a little bit of nuttiness, but not very much. Not but mostly lot. fruit, pop rocks, a little bit of spice. Man, it's got everything you want in a bourbon, and it's got it at sixty bucks. And it's from a, a distillery that everybody re- respects, right? Yeah. If you haven't been down to Maker's Mark, you're missing out. If you're taking your pilgrimage to Kentucky, um, two of the places I tell you, you almost have to stop. Two. 
is at Buffalo Trace, obviously. Um, it's just an amazing distillery. And go down to the out-of-your-way drive, but it's a nice country drive to Maker's Mark. Um, you'll get a different experience. Yeah. And when you're watching this year's end-of-year episodes by podcasters and by YouTubers and blogs by people who write blogs, uh, I think you're going to find that several of the whiskeys that we've mentioned in the second half are going to be on those lists. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of them on there. At and, all. and I wouldn't be surprised to see this one ranked highly on all of them. Yeah. Um, I got to thank Drew Allen, our, one of our moderators. Great friend. Comes up here all the time uh, with his wife, Heather. He's the one that went out there and got us a bottle before anybody else got a bottle. We got a bottle. Um, and I got to thank him for that. Um, By the way, that is our highest rated blog article in the history of the bourbon road. Wow. So, you know, we get an awful lot of visits to our website, but that particular page, Mike, that particular article article had 125,000 readers this year. If, if that means anything to you, job well done writing that article. <laughs> well, you know, when we talk about notes and stuff, uh, and people ask me, and they, they ask you the same thing, how do you do drink bourbon and give notes? People ask me all that because they're like, I don't get the stuff that you get. Um, other podcasters have said that. And I say, we're just two guys um, that really do love bourbon. We literally love whiskey. Um, we not trying to take a bourbon wheel and use it. That's just not us. We don't do it. We never have that in here. We don't have show notes. We're just sitting down having fun. Got Woodrow sleeping in our feet. Um, it's just, that's what it's about is that bourbon. Right I mean, when you use the bourbon wheel, and, and I'm not saying it's not the right way to do it, but when you use a bourbon wheel, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of boring. You know, it's, you know, wood, cereal, Floral. Uh, pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving everybody that stuff. We're giving yeah, those. But, but with, more, with more specific memories. Yeah. Life memories. And if you don't think that we have those memories, we definitely do. You know, anything that we've eaten. I've heard you slammed on the, on your cereal stuff, man. You're just coming up with cereals, Mike. No. You're just picking them <laughs> off the shelf, buddy. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually... Went to the store before before the show today, and I was in the cereal aisle, like looking around, and I was wondering. I looked around to see if anybody was watching me because I was quite a long time, but I was looking for one cereal, and I couldn't find it. I was like, "Where is that thing at?" So I'm looking around, and I was trying to get Raisin Bran. Um, yeah, start of the year, so I, you know, some people not think Raisin Bran's healthy cereal, but that might be something I want to eat. So I, I was looking for Raisin Bran, I couldn't find it. Uh, but I was wondering that. I was looking around. I was like, what are you there? So, did you end up with some grape nuts? Uh, I have some grape nuts here to yeah. pour in yogurt. Yeah. Uh, but I ha we have like a plethora of grape nuts, actually. Um, but I was looking for raisin bran today. But I'm sure somebody, if somebody caught me in that cereal, <laughs> they'd be like, you're just in here writing flavor notes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Candy bars or candies, hard candies and cereals. Those, those make up a lot of our notes. And and that's just how we do it, you know. And, and there's a lot of podcasts out there, folks. There's a lot of uh, YouTube channels. And you're welcome to listen to who you like. Hopefully, you like what we do and you, and you uh, like the way we we represent our whiskeys. I'm kind of hoping that some of the notes that we give ring true with somebody. You know, they hear it and they go, oh, really? Sugar smackums. Isn't that the frog? Is that the frog, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the frog. I I think I remember that cereal. Let me go get that bourbon and see if it really does taste like sugar smackums. Yeah. Well, Jim, I'd like to give some thank yous to some people that have helped us out this year. Uh, they've been great friends to show. I think we got to start out with our moderators uh, from our private Facebook group, the bourbon roadies um, drew and Jason have been two great people to help us out. Um, I'm talking about drew Allen and, and Jason Waller. They have kept that group to what it's supposed to be. The third guy in that team. Um, he's almost like family. Adam. Yeah, Adam Boothby, um, just an amazing guy in the whiskey community. I can't 
think of anybody else that represents what the bourbon community is supposed to be about than Adam. He is a, a salt of the earth kind of fella. Adam, hats off to you from me and Jim. Um, we love you, man. We couldn't do a lot of this without you. We we appreciate your help and and the same to the other two as well. I mean, uh, you know, the three of you guys really do help us tackle the great load that it is to run a, a bourbon podcast. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, it's just fun to drink whiskey, two guys. And it, it, and it is. It is. It's, it's fun. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a great thing to, to be able to, you know, to sample and, and talk about so many whiskeys and, and to get to meet the people that we get to meet and to visit the distilleries and all that. I'm not going to try and play it down. It's uh, it's nice. Yeah. But by the same token, it is a lot of work. And 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 these three help us get the job done. Yeah. Ashley Barnes, we brought her up before. Uh, she has been a great uh, promoter of ours. Matt King, uh, we brought him up before. Great guy. Ariel Yawn. Um, Randy still reaches out to us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, I mean, he he's a, he's a core of what the Bourbon Road is. And, uh, you know, just great to have. I'm just thinking about all those great friends out there, but there's two special people that we really couldn't do this without. And that would be Mel and Vivian and Vivian. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, they, they just, they always show up and they always support. And when, uh, doing a, a recording of a podcast is not the exact thing they want us to do. They're still supporting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh no, not another one tonight. We wanted to go out, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. We got to schedule. Yeah, we try to make it up to them. But without those two, they truly have uh, supported us 150%. Uh, they go on trips with us. And I'm sure sometimes in their minds, like, good Lord, not another distillery. Um, <laughs> Why can we go drink some beer or some wine? Um, that's. But we still have a bourbon podcast to produce. And um, without those two, it would almost be impossible. Absolutely. Really looking forward to next year, Mike. we got a lot of things planned, a lot of great things coming. Uh, we have not had a bourbon bottle challenge recently, so we're due for another one. We are due for another one. Uh, so we're going to have – they're always fan favorites, so we're sure that uh, – we, we assure you folks that there's another one coming, and we'll do it. We, we do plan on getting out to a few more distilleries this year and visiting some people. We've got some invitations to um, – bourbon trails other than the Kentucky bourbon trail. So we're going to get out and visit some of those places. We know we want to get, uh, we're going to get out West a little bit. We want to get into the, the middle of the country out into Iowa probably. And, and some other things. So a lot of great stuff coming up next year. Definitely listen in, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Um, a barrel pick. We got to do a barrel pick in 2022. We didn't do one this year. It just didn't work out. Um, but I, I promise you, we're going to try to do a barrel pick this year. It'll be a little bit different than our last one. Um, it'll be more accessible, I think. Um, yeah, a little bit people. easier than having to find your way into Shelbyville, Kentucky to pick up from a store, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like Jim was saying, uh, the only way this happens is this if you subscribe. So what we need you to do is scroll on up, hit that check mark, that plus sign, that subscribe, and uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. That way you get to listen to us. Uh, we do two shows a week, a review show where we'll pick a craft distillery, sometimes a big boy, and we'll pick that bourbon apart, that whiskey apart, and tell you what we think about it, like we did this past week with the Westward American Single Malt Whiskey. Um, and then we'll do a show like tonight. Sometimes we just sit down with each other and we kind of shoot the bull. and. Uh, or we'll have a great guest on, but the only way we get that is subscribers. And then what we really need you to do is scroll on down, hit that five-star review, because you know what's going to happen if you don't. I'm going to bring my friend, the big, bad booty daddy of bourbon. We're going to bring this Maker's Mark FAEO2 and some Leaper Forks, Forks whiskey with me and him. We drink all night. We'll get that five-star review out of you. Um, but really, folks, at the end of the day, those five-star reviews help us open those doors to distilleries, bring great guests on a show, bring you great content for to get you to work at home. We'd love to hear from you, folks. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. We always love your comments. Uh, Mike and I are very accessible. You know, you can reach out to us. There's several ways to reach out to us. You can go on our website. we got a contact us page right next to where you go to buy our stuff. 
You can also click on the contact us page and write us a note. Let us know what you think. Thank us for a show. Tell us to screw off. You didn't like the show. (laughs) Whatever it is, we're happy to hear both. Um, We like to hear good comments, but we'll take the negative ones as well. They make us better. They do. Uh, You can also reach us on email. I'm Jim at the bourbon road.com. He's Mike at the bourbon road.com. Probably the best way, as we always say, is to hit up our DMs on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the bourbon road.